On dispensers of pets, poking out at the cons, Renaissance fests, watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a trekkie, <laughs> sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of that's never gonna come over the music. Shh, are you listening? Listen up, fanboys. Louder. It's a Fanboy Planet Podcast. And here's your host, my baby New Year, Derek McCaw. Thank you. This is Derek McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. The first podcast of 2012, and we are podcasting from Elusive Comics and Games 2725, El Camino Real, Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. And we are on Wednesday, January 4th, 2012. So, and this will right? be the first of the last year of podcasts. What? What? Well, because the world's ending. Oh, in right. Oh, yeah. You keep so. thinking that. I thought your contract was up. Well, that too. I'm going to renegotiate in 2013. Well, it's right. a really good thing we have. Uh, we're auditioning your replacement tonight. So, what? Uh, right, uh, right uh, next to me, uh, my my fabulous uh, ten- temporary announcer, Lon Renego Lopez. Uh, yeah. Okay. And uh, might as well say across uh, Lon's Lon's eventual and inevitable replacement. From straight from the Amish uh, territories of Northern <laughs> yeah, California, right? Justin Brett Schneider, indeed. The children are our future. They are. They are because they've got the patience to carry this on once we can't. And uh, Kenny Corner from me, podcast producer, moral compass, general velvet tones, Rick Brett Schneider, indeed. You left out snappy dresser. Uh, it's an old sweatshirt. He's been unemployed for a while. He's not caring so much. You can see he's going to let himself go a little. I'm bit. a gentleman. Of, I didn't shave today. No, You're a gentleman of leisure. I can tell. I'm yeah. just saying. In fact, but the, I got we the, brought Justin here to aid us in our intervention. Rick, you need to straighten up and get a job. I, I oh, just, I, yeah, I'm enjoying myself so much. I know, and I'm tired of watching you enjoy yourself with <laughs> photographs on Facebook, and it's frustrating me. So. Went well, to Disneyland. Oh. I know. While the rest of us are suffering, it's not on the list. We'll throw. Well, we'll throw it in. Give us your okay. special Disneyland report. Okay. I'm going to mix it up. Let's go ahead. Let's go. Tell us about your trip to Disneyland at Christmas time, which I am terribly envious of. Well, it's the second time we've done it too. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we went to Disneyland for two days uh, last week, and we were able to see the new Star Tours. Um, yeah, which did you run into Michelle? Because Michelle was down there about the same time. No, I I'm didn't. Posting, so. I would have. I would have. Huh. Uh, I would have tweeted to him. Really? Because I hate both of you. But anyway, go ahead. Keep going. Okay. So everyone should know by now that Star Tours has been redone, which is basically a facelift, just of like the, the movies. Well, what is Star Tours for uh, those of us who better don't know. than the movies? So it's the Star Wars ride at Disneyland. So it's a like a roller coaster. It's a virtual reality. What, what do you call those? Um, it's a virtual like a um, flight simulator. Flight simulator. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, virtual. So they have a you, you basically. There's now there's a yeah. pre-ride experience where you walk. You're walking through, um, in layman's terms. A line, oh, uh, <laughs> but the line the line goes past all these video well, displays. When you're, when you're considering robots. stopping in line and letting people pass you so you can watch, so you can watch what's going line. on. That's not your normal <laughs> line. <laughs> but they geniuses. They've redone the whole opening part with new video on the big screen and R two D two and um, C three PO. C three PO. Uh, are brand new, and that's for you later. For oh no, uh, we'll interrupt this. This is for you. 
Oh. Don't mention it. Don't say it. Don't no, say I won't. It. I won't. Okay. So that's all brand new, oh. and I'm not going to spoil anything on it, but it's 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 even better than it was really good before. It's it was. so much better than it is now. In fact, one of the robots, I will do a little bit of a spoiler, one of the robots that talks to you as you're, you as mean you're going in. a droid? A droid, pardon me, yes. Did they ever call them robots in Star Wars? Probably. No, they're always droids. Looks okay. are droids. I mean, yeah. that's the big droids, thing. Yeah. He owns that word, like the droid has to pay it's true. Uh, money to Lucas for the right to call itself a droid. Even though it's, yeah, yeah. Android. It's not something you really want to take up in court. Anyway, right. one of them is now, I was listening to him going, that voice doesn't sound like it at all, but the phrasing is exactly Patrick Warburton. And I looked it up later and it was, and they've just augmented his voice to mm-hmm. pitch it higher and make it faster and stuff. Oh. But then you, you eventually load on to, load into this, Room with multiple doors where you all sit in chairs, all facing forward. And you're, you feel like you're in a space bus. And in, when, when the ride starts, a wall drops, and you see the pilot, and you see out the front of the ship. Now, basically, what's happening is that you're like the old. That was the way it was. It's before. the same way it is in the same way now. You're you're in a room that is moving around. It's not. It's not moving <laughs> millions of right. light years and, and jumping to light speed, but it's moving forward and back to give you the feeling right, of acceleration or you banking or whatever. Into a seat you are definitely buckled in. They go through a great great deal of uh, making sure that you are all buckled and safe. They've added yellow straps that you have to pull up on and they have to see you pulling up on the strap mm-hmm. to make sure that it's anchored. But Basically, before it was a static. It was always the same ride. You always went through this same adventure where the Star Tours bus got off track and went through the Star uh, Star Wars universe, um, and eventually uh, landed back at the space station. And in this case, they've done something pretty crazy, which is they, in the same way that the Indiana Jones ride was supposed to be different every time you went through it, the paths were supposed to change. Though they lied, yes. Well, no, they do. It does, but not enough that you 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 really notice it. In this case, there are – the ride is divided up into four discrete segments. There's an opening takeoff segment. Discrete? Discrete. Separate. Separate. It means separate. Oh, okay. Yes. Spelled differently. Let us teach along here. Sorry, discrete, yeah. D-I-S-C-R-E-T-E. Yes. That means separate. Discrete, D-I-S-C-R-E-E-T, is a word you have never learned the meaning Derek of. Derek and I have been playing words with friends. Yes. But they do sound exactly the same, correct? They do. Those are called homonyms. Okay, yes. but I'm just saying that you right. could understand where the confusion came from. My point is you didn't understand the meaning of either so let's okay. go. So there are there are four. <laughs> separate no, I think I was more I was more violating the subtlety than the discreteness. <laughs> All right, before people tune us out, uh, too late. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so Fine, there are four. Are you kidding? The sandpaper is rubbing. That's when they start listening. Okay. There are four huh? segments. There's a takeoff segment. There's a first planet segment. There's a message segment, and then there's a final segment. And each time you ride, it randomizes which ones you're going to see. Like when you say message, do you mean like don't have premarital sex? No. That kind of thing, at one or? point during the ride, one Hologram of the message. characters of Star Wars white lines. is projected into the ship with a message for the the crew of the ship about what their mission is. Oh. So and there oh, can be cool. different different ones. And if, you, if you're really, I'm not going to spoil it on this. If you're really interested, it's not hard to find all the stuff on the internet. Um, but I just want to experience it. I wrote it nine times over the two days. It and was just he managed so to get to see all the different. I ones. saw every one of the every one of the segments possible, 
and Debbie and Justin, who both wrote it like two or three times less than I did. Slackers. Yeah. They I only they, wrote it seven times. They never saw Naboo. So, anyway. Am I going to have to smack you tonight? <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, wow. That's how the Brit Schneiders get Someone's down. Someone's to move out of the house. That's how we roll. So, <laughs> so why it's aren't, an you, why aren't you and your dad talking anymore? <laughs> <laughs> he keeps rubbing in the Star Tours thing every time. How yeah. geek families fall apart. <laughs> mm. So, in a, a footnote to that, Ariel's... Uh, Ariel's Grotto Adventure. No, Ariel's Adventure, I guess right. it is. Ariel's Grotto is where you... Is the restaurant. restaurant. Yes. Um, Ariel... Across hey, you can swim with the Little Mermaid? Across sort the of. pond Ooh. from Ariel's Grotto is Ariel's Adventure, which is, another, is a classic Disney dark ride, you know, like Peter Pan or... Now, I do have a question about this, not having is seen the... like the Playboy Grotto? No. Okay. no. Not having seen the ride itself. Yes. And I don't know if you know, but but maybe Justin's been exposed to this through through his mother... That when they released the Little Mermaid uh, DVD, like the Platinum Edition a few years ago, uh-huh. they included in there a virtual tour through the ride that they had wanted to design. Oh. And I was wondering if they just had gone ahead and built that. Or no idea. If, no, no so we, we okay. never Probably had Probably not. Because when, I love that they were doing that on the DVDs for a while. And he was too busy staring at the cover. When Justin was, well... When Justin was about four, we rub the sandpaper. He watched he watched Little Mermaid three or four times a day, so um, we got a little tired of that, and we never bought the platinum edition. Oh, okay. So. I'm sorry, um, sorry, man. I didn't mean to bring up another reason why. Wow, the Brett Schneider's don't yeah. talk to me. All right, this is like exactly. dysfunction night. <laughs> this, is, this is therapy. When, when Brett Schneider's cold. clash. Wow, geek <laughs> therapy. Anyway, uh, it, out of the Brett Schneider's. It is a classic dark ride. Um, and what does but, that mean, dark ride? Uh, it's an and it's enclosed ride. It doesn't go outside. Oh, all okay. the lighting is controlled. So they can control your, where you look. All I wasn't that. sure if like he kept saying a dark ride. I'm like, how do you make the Little Mermaid dark? I was <laughs> like, what? No, any road trip. Any road trip, I'm I'm any road trip I've taken with Lon has, has been, been a dark, dark ride. ride. Yeah, yes, we've sure. never taken a road trip before. Because I'm not stupid. Silly. But the, uh, the the figures, for example, are all rubberized, so they move and they flex mm-hmm. without yes. visible joints and stuff. Yes. Oh, okay. It's very well done. Mm. But not really, unless you have a, a small child who's excited yeah. about it, and don't bother waiting in line for that one. Is the mermaid real, though? The mermaid's actually quite real. Nice. No, she's not. Oh. She's not not like, like, it's not like the early days of the submarine ride. Yeah. Well, no, I'm meaning like they'd get. Wait, was there a live mermaid chick? They there? they did have live mermaids in the Sun in the South Lagoon in the first year of the summer. Oh. They actually brought existence. them back a number of times. And here well, we are, you, Disney historians. Hey, we'll get a whole new listenership, and then since, they're going to hear you. Since you bring it up, that have you been on the uh, the revitalized submarine Nemo sub? Yes, yes, I have. Do you know that if you if you are handicapped or uh, which I am, no, if, not I know you're not. But Same. even if you're not, you can ask to go on the alternate uh, experience where you don't actually go in the submarine. You go into a room where they project what's going on in the submarine onto it through a video screen. So you can just I watch it. I how they would do that. Yeah. That's you, good, but you I would like to ride the sub. Can we you download who, that to your smartphone? <laughs> Probably. I like being on the sub. Then yeah. I don't even have to go I, to Disneyland. I like, I like the sub. Download I like the, but if, for example, if you're claustrophobic, has almost reached Nirvana. If you're claustrophobic, that would not be a comfortable ride to be in. That's true. Yeah. So um, does anybody am, wig out and like recreate Das Boot when they're on the? Um, <laughs> not so far. No. Oh, okay. That's my goal. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he's stuck in a porthole. 
if you can make it to Disneyland during the uh, Christmas season, highly recommended. We had also had the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, haunted. I think let's move on to other things because I must say, I hate you. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's kind of been a lifetime goal. I hate you. Okay. Okay. So um, next year. All right. Uh, so let's uh, normally uh, after this red thing, we go to section we call go back to comics we Let's got go some back comics, to comics news shall we got some movie news little tv video games that's one reason that we have justin here not just because of his fantastic facial hair to rival chris garcia's um mu- by the way much better kempt much better yeah. kempt uh, do you know the debbie cut chris's beard is that a euphemism for something no no oh okay uh yeah. and and did his you, power went white right did down. You, uh, did you clone Chris then from the cuttings? We actually made sure all the hair was disposed of properly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does George Lucas own that phrase cloning too? No. Clones? No. no. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, uh, so we're going to get some comics news. Um, so I don't know, and I forgot to write this down, but I don't know if you guys know, uh, found, read that uh, DC did release in their blog the name of the pink red woman who's been showing up all over the place in DC 52. You mean the hooded woman? Wait, it's the hooded woman. The Do I- we care? The her, identity or the her name? name. Because the identity doesn't matter. No one's <laughs> seen her Her name is Doris Pandora. Oh. <laughs> I bet she's got a great box. Oh, sorry. What? <laughs> you know... I, I really do need to play Amazing Karnak with you. What? Because three days ago, I wrote that down, put it down, and <laughs> put it in a sealed envelope, and, and, and should have had it ready to just go, and... Lawn says. <laughs> Lawn isn't, says. That, isn't that <laughs> what the name comes from? Yes. Thank uh, you. But, I, but you still made it sound... What? And we lost all those people who were, who no, were we, uh, we looking up em. Disney podcasts. We got them. And they came here and they went, oh, they're talking about the Little Mermaid. It wasn't even that And risque. the four-year-old was watching it every day. And then Lon. Uh, so <laughs> it wasn't even that bad. Never Look, mind. Rick, he's, he's going to copy down the times and cut that out. Terrible. I didn't write anything down. Good. No. Okay, good. <laughs> so Keep uh, it in. So anyway, it's out there. Uh, that it, we, but I've like even lost track. Is she? I'm not even playing the game anymore. Like Nick, looking in the art to see if she's showing up or not. I don't care. I don't think she's shown up again since the okay. first two issues. Because the stories are so good. Uh, the the few that I'm following, yes, oh, okay. I've been really enjoying. And then there are a few that I've thumbed through and said, "Wow." I dropped a couple I more waste. last week. I think. Uh, what did you drop last week? I'm trying to remember what came out last week. I'm I'm done with Blue Beetle. Oh, good. Yeah, I dropped that one already. Yeah, I was very... Why? Uh, because Blue Beetle is a book that sole existence uh, is based on the fact that kids, thanks to Brave and the Bold, love Jaime Reyes. They love Blue yeah. Beetle, and it is violent, talks about teen sex, and the cliffhanger in the last issue was... amazing. ...was the armor uh, taking over and uh, killing, killing his best somebody. friend. Yeah, of course. And is so, Jeff Johns writing it? It's a new Grim no, but, and Gritty but DC it's Grim and Gritty, universe. It's a Grim and Gritty Blue Beetle, and that's yeah. not... And it should have been a fun, like, adventure Spider-Man. And those trade paperbacks are there. You can get them. Of the original run, which was one of those books, like when we were kids read it, you felt like you were reading something that was a little older than you, but uh, but not uh, not terribly inappropriate. Like, I wouldn't be bothered showing that to a seven-year-old. Yeah. A kid who loves Jaime because of that show, of Brave and the Bold, or even the Smallville appearance, handled it better. And then you go to this, and it's just too violent a book. Just yeah, absolutely too violent. I'm, a, book. I'm, a lot of them are just trying too hard. Uh, I, oddly yeah. enough, all the Batman books are excellent. And even I'm enjoying though, even, them all. Even the detective one, which ter- has turned out to be the really violent and kind of edgy one. 
and all the Superman books are pretty good. I think Supergirl and Superboy are kind of like flailing. They are a bit. I feel that way. Um, and I wish that they weren't. I wish he they were I am doing something different. I am surprised that I actually am really enjoying OMAC. OMAC's been a big uh, a breakout uh, for me too. And uh, this this uh, week we get uh, the Frankenstein OMAC crossover. Fantastic. Although Frankenstein looks like a cross between the Savage Dragon, Hellboy, and the Hulk. Okay. Yeah. I'm all right with that. I think it's just the way he's being drawn. So far, so far the yeah, so far the worst for me is I really hate the Hawkman book. Yeah. I actively hate that book. Yeah. It's Why? so bad. Why? Why? Um, it, it's. Uh, Thin, it makes thin and violent. no sense, and it just—it's repetitive. Yeah, it's—it's it's just same things over and over. And Carter Hall is unhappy to be uh, Hawkman, and the check Hawk- one two one two, and, and it's basically Blue Beetle. I mean, they've just turned Hawkman into Blue Beetle. So basically, your problem with all these books is they're too violent. No, that's not my problem. They're too Mexican. No, you said Blue Beetle. I wasn't sure. No, no, no. Hawkman. Is Hawkman Mexican now? No. no, he'd be more interesting. No, but the but the powers work the same way. The armor. The Hawkman, Hawkman armor. has armor. Yeah, yeah. The, the Nth Metal, which what used to be just the wings, is now a full set of armor. Seems to have a mind of its own. It's, yeah. de- it's de- I mean, and then they have a shapeshifter that's like it's the like anti- Witchblade. Yeah, it's just we've seen it. And <coughs> wait, that's does, how does Hawk is. Girl get all looking she's like Witchblade? Oh. She's not there. So and they're and they're being coy about what's happening. There. So I don't mind the violence. It's is that appropriate for why you revive that character? Like Resurrection Man is ridiculously violent, yeah. Frankenstein is ridiculously violent, Animal Man and, and Swamp Thing, but we know what we're getting into. Resume- Resurrection Man is it's Wait, fundamental talking, to the plot. You're talking about yeah. Hawkman, the guy who carries around the giant mace and the sword, yeah. and he's so, so violent. My pro- no, my problem with that book is not its violence, it's its stupidity. Oh, okay. Fair Which enough. I tried to say, but you weren't hearing me. No, no. I just heard, I hate it because it's violent. You, that's no, right. it wasn't for the jokes. Yeah. Well, I didn't understand. They, the violence. So, so, so yeah. I, I I I see a lot of books on the shelf that I really don't expect to see six months from now, like Men of War. I can't imagine that's going to last. Yeah. Um, yeah. Batwing. And on the flip side, I'm finding you myself, hate Batwing. I really dislike Batwing. I I, 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 I kind of like it. It seems yeah. a more. Um, and that's a very violent book. A very uh, <laughs> it is a very violent book. A more mainstream way of telling similar things that uh, Josh Dysart was covering with Unknown Soldier. I thought Josh Dysart's book was much more violent and better. Mon- and better. Yes, it was. Yeah. But I but I think that Batwing is kind of doing a more mainstream for people that could not pick up Unknown sure. Soldier because it was Vertigo. It's you know there is a segment of the population that oh it's Batman they'll pick it up and maybe they'll think about what's actually going on. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it's terribly well written, but it's not It's not the worst book they've got. But the art's still kick-ass, right? I, I do think the art is really good. The art is fine, but I, I just I don't think it and holds about, together as a comic. And how about Action Comics? Because uh, you complained, I think last month, rightly, that they stopped and there was a cliffhanger and they said, we're yeah. not going to come back for yeah. the two issues. And now Grant Morrison and Rags Morales are retelling the origin, are giving us exactly... And I read the first issue to, uh, And what do you think? Today. Issue five of action. Oh, God. Uh, oh, God. More, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Morrison finally, yeah, I think Morrison was sitting there and he said, wait a minute. I'm Grant Morrison. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what am I doing writing a straightforward story? <laughs> so Say nothing more because I'm so excited to read it. And about the last four or five pages. 
pages of this, I had to sit, I had to go back and reread them at least three times to pick up on everything that was jammed into all the panels, the dialogue, and figuring out who the characters were. I'm because he's injected time travel into no, no, the origin you're story. Too much. I'm salivating. Stop. Yes. Okay. You so, are going to squee on the last panel. Uh, it's a full page. You know, I can't remember the last time you said I was going to squee. And I said I felt you were like, going to squee on shade. And I said, oh, I'm not going to squee. And then I was reading it and I heard this little, <laughs> and I wondered who that was. And yes. then I realized I was alone. Same. You'll listen. Wait for <laughs> that was just later your that sleep night, apnea. Later tonight, you're going to hear that same sound. Oh, dear heavens. <laughs> Um, so let's get out of DC for a little while, because I, I, I got to say that on the flip side, I've actually been trying a couple of Marvel books. Well, that's shocking, isn't it? And I, as I said today, I look forward to seeing. Oh, Defenders number two was on the shelf, and I really like Defenders number one. It's a big, fresh, it's a big gulp of fresh air. I mean, with that, and I liked Daredevil, and um, Daredevil's been good. And then they brought back tonight Strike Force Moratori. Yeah. Uh, doing kind of a recap issue or a Where reprint of the, it's I a reprint of the first from? issue. Nineteen eighty-eight. in the 90, 80, late 80s, early 90s. So it's not, uh, it wasn't part of that new wave or whatever. It was a science no. fiction-ish uh, future story about soldiers who got superpowers and the cost was they were going to die after a period of time because they got this power. Hmm. So a really good concept, standalone in the Marvel yeah. game. Like they weren't connected to anything else, but it was, I think Larry Hama may have written a few oh, issues. Oh, was that maybe been... the precursor to G.I. Joe or no, at the same after time? No, no, no. Yeah, after it was, it was after. Okay, because I always remembered never reading it, but always seeing it on the stands, like, and always going, what is this Strike Force Moratory thing? Yeah, it was uh, one of their most critically acclaimed books. Yeah, they, really? they were branching into a lot of science fiction during that time period. That hmm. was when Epic Comics came out, too, Yeah, I but think. I don't think it was Epic. I think it was just some I, I know it wasn't Epic, but it was a regular, it was on its yeah. own title. So it's coming back, and that's worth checking. So wait, if they out. all died, is it a new group? Or yeah, is it then it's, they it, die and more introduced. It's a government it's, program, oh. and then people agreeing, and you know, and moratory means basically we are about to die. Oh. So is that in like Latin or yes. something? Te moratori salutant, which is what the gladiators would say to the Romans. Oh, I know. It's discreet. We who are about to die <laughs> salute you. Oh, okay, gotcha. I don't know. I just tried to figure it out. So. Thanks for proving yes. again that I don't, you what? don't know what the word means. It's been a long time since Lawrence exercised his Latin. Yes. Yeah, I know. I am Latino. So. <laughs> yes, yes uh, I knew. Uh, yeah, yeah, we waited for that. I and release. Okay, up, so, uh, yeah. Shortest distance. And other thing coming back. Uh, remember Image Comics in the early 2000s had uh, Gorilla, the imprint called Gorilla that had um, Empire, Mark Wade and Barry Kitson's Empire came Was from that. Was that Image? Yeah. Oh, okay. But but they, you might not have recognized it as Image because they just called it Gorilla. Gorilla. They gave Gor- it, their, it wasn't Gorilla Press, was it? I don't know if they added a press at the end or not. I think it was just Gorilla Comics. But out of that came... What was Garib Seamus's line? Oh, That's Blackpool. I, Blackpool. I always get those two yeah. confused. Wow, that was a... Imp, didn't Empire start with that? No. And then it moved? Empire was a Guerrilla Comics. Okay, so it started Image, then it went to DC? Yes. Okay, that's because yes. I remembered it moved. Because, Image, because Guerrilla was a loose... Uh, you might want to summarize what Empire was. Empire is a, and you guess it's, I think the trade paperback's still available. Just yeah. a Mark Wade uh, Which is a Mark Wade Barry Kitson comic, which was the great, was what if the the villain. world-conquering supervillain actually won, and then the story actually starts like 20 years after. What kind of like do? Megamind. Didn't what does he do? Yeah, kind of. Uh, Didn't the trade actually wrap it up, whereas yes. uh, the individual issues hadn't? I think they finished it in trade, yeah. yes. 
Um, and so it's a good. That's a very good story. That's but, an excellent but story. But why I'm bringing it up, why I'm bringing Gorilla up, is because they announced that one of the other books from that from that imprint is coming back as a web comic, and it's Section Zero by Carl Kessel and Tom Grummet. Oh, that sounds familiar. Active with, yeah, it was like only three or four issues, but again, a lot of people liked those books. It was just kind of one of those waves down where everything started imploding, and artists kind of left their own devices. The shipping slipped. And I think Telus came out of that too. Out it was a gorilla ah, book. And, uh, okay. So uh, anyway, Section Zero is coming back as a web comic. Interesting. And Carl Kessel's running this is at MadGeniusComics.com. So is that related to Image? No, no. He, so it's a creator own. Creator owned. So he's just got it himself. So picking up where it left off. So the original team of Carl Kessel and, and Tom Grummond are working on it, and they're just updating. Uh, like I guess they're going to about trying to go about a page a day. And um, that's aggressive. So it's kind of it's kind of a super powered X Files. Is it just a black and white? No, it's colored, full colored. And wow, that's uh, how I fell uh, on it was that our friend Richard Starkings uh, posted on Facebook yeah. because he's redone the lettering for it. They're going back and taking the old pages cool. and redoing it, and Richard's working on that as well. Okay. So we've got uh, it looked pretty cool. I read the five pages are up so far, and it looks pretty cool. We so should link that off the site. We will. And uh, I would also mention that uh, Jonathan Ross, uh, who did uh, Turf with Tommy Lee Edwards last year. Uh, Didn't you really like that book? I did love oh. that book, and he is – I loved it. I, I thought is, it was – and it left itself open for a yes, sequel. And, and I liked it a lot. And he, Jonathan Ross did mention that he got a film deal out of it, but I don't know anything beyond that. But he and it's, Brian Hitch – It's Cowboys versus Aliens, and he, but with vampires. He and Brian – no, not at all. Uh, gangsters versus aliens. I know, with I know. Vampires and I'm Brian. I'm Brian Hitch. Alert. I'm, my, my God, Rick, you're turning into lawn. I've been trying to get, finish the, but the object of the conjunction. Go for, for it. Two minutes. Quickly. Um, Jonathan Ross and Brian Hitch, famous for the Ultimates, are teaming up for a book for Image called America's Got Powers, about a superhero <laughs> reality show. Or like contest. Yeah. Oh. Or no. Wait. I guess it. That is wow. a contest. Yeah, it's contest. Got so, <laughs> so I think that's. Do we con- know anything about the book? Nope. The okay. concept right now is funny. Brian Hitch is a great artist. America. So I think uh, I'd like wow. to. Uh, hey, wait, who's the who's the uh, the writer on that? Uh, John, uh, Jonathan Ross. What's what else is he? Oh, he did turf. He did turf. Is he a Brit? Right. Did you pay attention? Yes, he's. Uh, oh, I'm just the I'm top back- talk show sure. host, or as they say, the top presenter. He's a top show top talk show host in. In the UK, and you know, Hitch is a Brit too, right? Right. Okay, <coughs> and, so that uh, show is going to be very. And Jonathan Ross's wife wrote the screenplay for Kickass. Oh, her! Yes. So Remember the issues where the Legion of Superheroes was auditioning for a yes. new character, yes. and you get all the Legion of Substitute Heroes characters yes. coming in and yes. screwing up. That's the, how you got a lot of Legion of Substitute Heroes. That's, I, I think that's that's the way they should absolutely so, do it. Uh, who knows? We're not there, but let's turn now. To wait, going wait. back in time because I want to keep you awake. I'm turning this to you. Well, I had one last thing. Oh, God, uh, I'm giving you one last thing. Walking Dead creator Robert Kirkman's coming out with a new comic. I forget the title though. Did anybody know about it? Did nope. he? Just, uh, he announced some something at Comic Con. Uh, I don't know. I just read about it somewhere. I think it's called like Thief or Thief of Thieves or something like that. Hmm. I don't know. I'll get. I'll find out more info and I'll get All back right. to you. There you go. That'd be great, but that's a little. I want to turn. I want to turn to uh, Lon's flashback because over Christmas break, oh, yeah, yeah, there was a fifty percent off sale here, and yeah. you picked up some old trades. And I went back in time. You Derek. did, and what did you? I went find? on a little journey. What did you find? I found two books that had shiny covers 
<laughs> that made me want to purchase them. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. And one of them yes. was the DC Classic Millennium. From I don't know when that came out. Does anybody know when that came out? I was out? in college. Because that's the one as I... It didn't come out back. near the millennium. Though, Actually, right? no, not at all. I okay. looked it up and I forgot now what... It was 88... It was okay. 1987, I think it was late It's 80s. when it turned out that the Manhunters had sleeper agents involved <laughs> in every superhero's life. Yeah, it was basically DC's uh, Secret Invasion 10 With years before... Secret, 20 years before... Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Um, so, yes, I did pick up Millennium, the DC thing. And it was right after, I guess, the crisis... Because they kept referencing... It was a... Because Harbinger's in it. Went, it. It went after Crisis, Legends. Right. Um, I think it was maybe right after Legends. Yeah, I think it was the crossover after Legends. Mm. Or did Invasion happen before that? It might have been Crisis, Legends, Invasion, and then Millennium. Okay, yeah. Almost yeah, yeah. all of them suck, but go ahead. Yeah. Right. So this one, I, it was Crisis collected. Good. It was all the Millenniums collected in a uh, trade. Which you know, looking at the cover, the cover those are those are just the core Millennium storyline because it crossed over into all the other. And it was about a weekly, but D- there was a DC. weekly Millennium book, right? Well, here's Eight the issue, or something like that. and they collected into a trade. Um, you know, the cover has basically every superhero you can imagine on the cover. So you're like all thinking, oh, this might be a cool team, you know, right. crossover trade to read or whatever, and uh, like. I didn't find out or know previously, like Rick had said, that it's obvious once you start reading it that there's more of the story elsewhere and not in this contained trade because once I started reading it, they would end an issue with, all right, now we're going to go fight this and go do this and let's go. So I'm turning the page in the trade ready to see this big battle whatever and it's already taken place and they're like... On to the next thing, and I went. What? What happened? I wanted to see this big fight or whatever. You know, it's going on. If it's so. any consolation, <clears throat> the rest of it sucked too. Yeah. Oh no! This this trade. Well, the whole story blew. It was terrible. Yeah. It was one of the worst things I've ever read. As but a out of that, fan. we got those classic characters, the new guardians. Well, yeah. What the main <laughs> purpose of, uh, yeah. or the main premise, I should say, in the storyline was that the guardians. Long time ago, took off with the Zamorians. Yes. And literally, uh, it says on the page, and they did it. Or, and they got it on, or something like that. Like, like that was the thing. It was thing. the 80s. Yeah. Well, I thought that was more the 70s. Now, wasn't, wasn't the new guard, the new guardians showed up at the end of one of the, one of the series? Well, no, they were being, they were being targeted throughout Millennium. So you had, uh, Probably the highest profile character out of that was the Floronic Man. Yeah. Uh, who became known as Floro, the superhero version of him, because he was the villain up to that yeah. point. And then he he, re- he tried to redeem himself in Millennium, right? Yeah, it's just well, he, he gets taught the secret of the universe. Right. Which is basically in numbers or something or other. But it drives him crazy, too, because yes. he shows up later and he's, like, lost it in, in, uh, no, in he Swamp was, Thing. In Swamp Thing. No, Swamp Thing happened on. first. It was Swamp Thing that drove him was crazy. Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Swamp Thing drove him mad. Um, but, uh, and then there's Estranho, who was the Brazilian uh, witch. So one of the first gay, uh, openly gay characters in comics, but not memorable in and any way. And he wasn't really openly gay. He was flaming. Yes, but, so. but what, I, what do you mean? You know, but not a very memorable character. 
and not the last time that they've used the title New Guardians either. You know, oh, okay. so that's New Guardians is now the book with Kyle Rayner in the New Fifty Two. Yeah, it but was very different characters. I thought there bad. was some at the end of one of the series that they showed up and they, you know, or they were hinted at, and then they show, and then they went into another series where they, they had were, their own series. Okay. They did. It was a, it was all excuse to uh, launch this. Okay. Eight new char- exciting new characters back when they thought. Well, I guess that's still what New 52 did to some extent. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, every summer there'd be like Marvel to have this crossover. The Executioner saga oh, with yeah. eight fantastic new mutants to You're make action love figures love the Executioner. Out of. He's going to be around for another 15 minutes after this. Introduce, show. hey kids, it's Maggot! You know, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, this was bad. It yeah. was terrible. So, yeah, it was very the Manhunter thing. It was just, the other thing, too, it was just written so old school comic style, like just. You know, like, hey, gang, there's a problem. Let's go punch it out and, and it fight. Was, it and was a big boom, too, in comics boom when we bought everything. And books were like a buck twenty-five, I think, at that point. So, you know, you didn't break the bank buying everything. Sure. And there, there's a point where the Guardian and the Zamorian are, are, like, recruiting people. And so he has the same speech that he gives to each one of them. And you can obviously tell they recycled that panel for every single one. It's the same drawing of the Owen and the Zamorian right next to each other. And I was just mm-hmm. it's like, wow, this is the good old days of comics right here. So, But, uh, yeah, Millennium, do not buy. But you bought a trade that you did like. I bought a trade with uh, the Outsiders. Uh, and I believe the overall arc was called Fight the Good Fight or Fighting the Good Fight. It was with Nightwing and the Outsiders. I think it was right after Infinite Crisis. So it wasn't Geoforce and no, it was uh, Nightwing, uh, Cap- the young Captain Boomerang, the son, oh. uh, right, okay. Thunder, who is Black Lightning's daughter, uh, somebody named Grace Choi, who I know nothing about, and uh, Metamorpho, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they were ones. operating kind of the, the whole the world. Judd created team, yes. Maybe Winnick, they were yeah. operating like they the whole world thought they were dead because of Infinite Crisis. That yeah, was after like I that. stopped uh, reading it. Yeah, because after this is a one year later. Or yeah, something it was like a one year that. later thing in the new uh. status quo. Yes, I read a couple issues of that. So and then it takes place back to the whole uh, Josh Dysart thing. It takes place in kind of a similar kind of African uh, corrupt leadership dictatorship. Uh, country, you know, the, some guy who's kind of like a Idi Amin style, you know, dictator. Yeah. They're trying to thwart, and uh, so really, Judd Winnick has covered that base now twice. So because he's writing Batwing, and he wrote that. Oh, I didn't know. That. He wrote that crossover. Oh. So, uh, he wrote. Uh, the but I will so. say this: that I was thoroughly entertained, thoroughly entertained thoroughly. with uh, the Outsiders book because it was written well, drawn well, had some good action. Some good surprises. That's good. I'm sure a lot of people missed that series or the uh, <laughs> yeah. graphic novel. Well, I mean, it's just, it's kind of, okay, here's the whole point of the whole thing is that if you, okay, we always talk about digital comics and all the new comics and everything else, mm-hmm. but every now and again, you go into your local comic book shop, you find some good deals, you can go find some stories that you didn't read, you know, or maybe mm-hmm. you passed by the first time. Right. And sometimes you get winners, sometimes you don't, yeah. you get mm-hmm. some losers. Exactly. But for those who love reading comics... It's just a, a nice little treat to have a nice little story in your hand. And Lon played roulette. And, and I went 50-50. Yeah, that's not bad. Is it just me, or did we spend more time talking about the one he didn't like than the one he did like? Do. It always happens that we way. Always so do. We want to make sure people don't go near it. Yeah, We're more negative. 
Or at least I am. You Critical. know what? You're right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to be more positive. Oh, Let's be positive. Right. Positive. I'm What's positive next? that Rick is creeped out by the Steve Jobs action figure. So talk about it, Rick. You wanted to throw that in there. Well, we do cover action figures every now and then. There's every one in the then. news, which is uh, there's a Steve Jobs action figure complete with two different types of glasses, the mock turtleneck jeans, tennis shoes, and, and um, a toy iPod. And two apples, one with a bite out of it. I but see. what's apparently really creepy about this is it's it's incredibly detailed down to the pores on his forehead. How big is this figure? I don't, I'm not quite sure. I, I'm getting the feeling it might be a 12 inch. It sells for a hundred bucks. Okay, that's probably a 12. And what figure. kind of action does Steve Jobs do? That's what I'm afraid of because I can imagine this this guy is going to get get. A whole lot of Barbie action and photographs over the next couple of months after he comes out. There's there's going to be there's going to be any number of people posing Stevo in a in a manner probably I don't not know at a hundred bucks a work. pop. No, you're right. It's still going to happen. The immature people have a hundred bucks. Yeah. Well, they're all yes. They're all Apple employees. That's and the yeah. immature people know people who have a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would do so. Uh, it. I did see a picture of it, and it. I, actually, when I glanced at the picture, I didn't realize it was an action figure. It's that scarily. I don't think I could. Should accurate. I look at my iPad so you, can you should go get. Well, yeah. We can see the picture. Yeah. And by the time she gets back with the picture, we'll have already moved on. We'll be three stories away. It's okay. all right if we just make sure we know when to edit it up. Yeah. Um, so, uh, all right. So let's go to movies then. Um, Movies of the future, and you had an overall like you said, Lon, that you read in Entertainment Weekly, like the most anticipated movies oh, of yes. the summer, <coughs> and we were a little upset by the ranking. Well, Entertainment Weekly, we who are reads we, Entertainment Week? Well, here's the thing: I don't understand Entertainment Weekly, who has been a, I don't know, a staunch supporter of kind of geekness, because I mean they do Thanks cover Comic Con, yeah, and they do they they have reviewed <laughs> comics and stuff in there. See, they fooled you into thinking that they were insiders, that they were one of us. But they're nah, not. maybe not insiders, but just trying to be hip to that that demographic. But uh, in their recent poll that they took, I don't know, over the holidays, they were asking people what movies are they most excited about for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And uh, the leading one, the number one one that everybody's excited to see, is The Hunger Games. Well, the Hunger Games is the one that's opening earliest. Okay, but they're the ones that are most interested in. Now, coming in underneath that was a geek one. Uh, the dark. Are we going to stop and comment? Well, uh, this uh, Anna's come back. This with just the, in with the Steve Jobs action figure, and holy crap! Yeah, holy crap! He looks a little realistic. young, though. Yeah. You can only tell because you can look at his wrist and you can see the ball joint in the wrist. But wow, there, there is. Speaking as an artist, that there is something a little off about the rest of it. But yeah, yeah. There, how about that? Well, there it's like the, what she had was a mix of different things. Was, she, she had a bobblehead in there that wasn't. There we go with the ball joint. You can see that. That's, that is yeah. that is frightening. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the unboy. I want one made of myself. But there's, there's I, total Barbie wrists going on there. I am, I am so, you I am actually man. tempted to uh, do some photo montaging myself. <laughs> well, but just so you, long as you never actually get the darn thing. Yeah. Look at that. I know, I know. Okay, now you can walk away. Walk away. <laughs> so I don't, I don't get did, it. Did it leave up to Erie? And did it That's live up Eerie. to Erie? That is the uncanny valley. Yeah. I wish no, not. No, it's on the other side of the uncanny valley. I wish valley. to not visit there again. <laughs> okay. So go back to Lon and the Hunger Games. 
<laughs> something we don't talk about. With uh, no, the, the, so that's the most anticipated. Uh, right, I think it was like over thirty something percent of the poll couldn't wait to see that. Yeah, another twenty something percent uh, was looking forward to the Dark Knight Rising, which is a you know a geek film or whatever. Sure, but way down at the bottom with eight percent was the Avengers, which. We all, when whenever when that trailer came out, everybody got all excited. No, oh my God, I can't wait to see this crazy. But now it's down to 8%, so I'm almost thinking as fanboys, do we need to start? They peaked too soon a little bit with that. A little line. bit. So do we, need to, do we need to start building them back up? Do we need I can, to, uh, we can build no, them no, no, no. I want to get good seats the first night. <laughs> yeah, but if it's that bad, you'll get good seats every night when you go. Yeah. And then there won't be an Avengers 2. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, there will be. Well. Another thing to think about is that, yes, they're doing a poll. Yes, there aren't that many geeks that will be in this poll. Well, but the other thing I think is what's what's coming soonest. And honestly, if you poll a certain demographic, there, the Hunger Games is a very very successful book series. Yeah, right. But and, it's also and, the and they the built Twilight up the hype crowd. for about it. Yes, yeah. and they and it is a better better book. Than Twilight and because they, the source material is better. I mean, they stole right from, from uh, B- Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Yeah. Did they uh, steal no, really? They didn't. Or actually, is it when you just... go back to it's actually the Long Walk, uh, Richard Bachman novel, Stephen okay. King, back in the early seventies, same plot. Well, that really? was the Running Man, wasn't it? No, 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 students? no, no, no that, 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 yeah, yeah, all males are, um, that's, it's the, yeah, go back and read The Long Walk. Okay, I'll it's, go back and read The Plus read Battle Royale They're all variations on a very obvious idea. Let's just put it that way. Let's be gracious as Neil Gaiman was about Harry Potter after Books of Magic. But is, see, Battle Royale was more troubled children in this Hunger no, Games. No, they're no. just, they're right out of a, the same classroom. Yeah. No, it, it was, they said that. There the, are a number of troubled children among them. Well, they were saying that. Be in any class. The children were getting out of hand, and they—that's when they were saying. Doesn't it, it says that in the very beginning? Of no, the no, movie. They, they, they're talking about kids in general. Or, and yeah, the, yeah. But that's just the the old the older generation always views the younger generation as getting out of hand, and this time they went that's too why far Rick and trying I have to control a with you. Yeah, uh, I'm not your children. So uh, one, I've got you're not co- responsible. I have a collar for you to wear after. No, no. <laughs> Lawns are in Suicide Squad. He the knows lawn, what happens here. The lawn that can say no. No, I just don't like jewelry. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, so I'm just saying, geeks, fanboys out there, got to start showing your love for Avengers. Yeah. If you're all into Avengers, and you're going to start showing your support. Well, I think that we'll have time before the Avengers shows yeah, up. Yeah, because Hunger Games going to be over by April, and then May 5th, Avengers! Yeah. And uh, at the end of uh, Hunger Games comes out in March. Yes. Also in March, a four-issue miniseries by uh, Marvel that leads into the movie. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm going to say, though? Not one person on that list, not one mentioned Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Are you excited for that? No. Well, that's why I'm saying <laughs> not one person. I mean, I hate to say that, but I, I watched... I, I rarely do, but when somebody put online the whatever the the sequence they previewed at the MTV Movie Awards or something like, like well, there's we, a trailer up online. Well, yeah, well I haven't watched the trailer because the movie award thing was like the sequence they showed there was like taken out of context. It was clear to me that context didn't matter. It was all about just isn't it cool that he's a flaming skull on a biker body? Yeah, and. And the crowd was going, woo, because they're the MTV Movie Awards, going, yeah, 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 it's awesome. 
and I and I just thought, yeah, I was I had high hopes for a little bit because of who was writing and directing it. The guys that the Neville Neville Dean and uh, those guys that did um, Crank Two and yeah. Crank Two. Um, but then, you know, they were also responsible for the screenplay of Jonah Hex, and I'd read that screenplay. And no, we, which one, though? No. The one there that are gem- the, the movie, The movie, let's say, uh, deteriorated an already troublesome screenplay. So the original one, screenplay wasn't that good. They hired somebody to make it even worse. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's not the their opposite fault. of the way it's supposed to happen. But, I mean, the thing let's is... Blame, let's, let's call a spade a spade, though. We blame Jonah Hex on who? Or Goldsmith or whatever that uh, is. Akiva Goldsmith. Akiva yes, Goldsmith. Akiva uh. Goldsmith. But in, but in general, like my thing with Ghost Rider is that as a character who is a good look, everybody loves looking at the so character. So you're saying Ghost Rider is good looking is what you're saying. I'm saying that it's cool. So you but like, good, cool you like his looks. I would totally, Actually, I, I would totally date Ghost Rider. Okay. Uh, That's what you wanted me to say, isn't I it? Just wanted, I just should, wanted you to be clear. time slice in here? I saw... Um, what? Scenes from the new Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom. That can't Capcom. actually be what that and phrase means. the character that looks time more slice? exciting... In that batch is Ghost Rider. Sure, and I don't if all like you're doing, Ghost Rider. If all you're doing is fighting. Yeah, Ghost Rider looks badass. Looks really cool. Yeah, you can't do like a long monologue with Ghost Rider. Apparently, you can't talking about no. his past and and that'd be Nicholas Cage his exposition, which could be awesome. Mm-hmm. Actually, I take that back. Nicholas if they Cage. let Nicholas Cage just, just like rant. like drink a bottle of tequila and set his head on fire, <laughs> that monologue would be wow. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. He does that in just about every movie. I know. So, like, yes. so if they just hire him. Um, so <laughs> Do you think they'll throw a bunch of bees at Ghost Rider? Oh, that would be awesome. Oh, okay. Uh, but anyway, and speaking of Avengers, they are doing reshoots in Los Angeles. And I'm seeing headlines going, look, we're okay with that, right? And it's like, you know, that's pretty standard. Why, when someone says they're doing reshoots, anybody's freaking out? Nobody gets it right the first time. No. Yeah. No. So I'm okay with that. Uh, and Sony did announce that despite the fact that Girl with the Dragon Tattoo is not, like, burning up the box office, it seems to have been a steady seller for the past couple of weeks, so they are going ahead with the girl who played with fire. So I, I don't remember if we got the chance to talk about Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I think I may have No, you you mentioned you'd seen, seen it. Yeah, but, yeah. but that's, that's it. So I'm halfway through follow, the book. Anybody follow up and see it? No, I haven't yet. Okay. I'm not going to do it until I've well, read the book. good movie. Disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now, that I've had some, now that I've had some distance from it, I'm thinking I might watch it again just because I thought it was so well done. What one thing that's probably hurting it a bit is that the uh, the imported film had quite a good run, so a lot of people saw the original. Film. Yes, but I think there are a lot, and of it's people, on Netflix. Too. I think there are a lot of people that still wouldn't. I mean, because it's a foreign film. I you know I, I agree, but I think there are a lot of people who probably feel like I've seen it already. I don't need to see it again. Yeah. So so let us turn. They're still mad at Daniel Craig for Cowboys versus Aliens. So. Oh, wait. And well, Tintin. He's in that, too? He's the villain in Adventures of Tintin. Oh, I thought you were going to say wow. he was Tintin. No, no. no. <laughs> Jamie Bell is Tintin, which oh, I enjoyed the movie. Bell, I thought yeah. Tintin was a really good movie. And, Didn't and, see it either. And it, well, but it's, it's proving something that I think has been happening for a long time, and now it's here, is that the international box office matters and the U.S. box office doesn't. It's, oh, it's a global market much. now. It's a glo- yeah, it's a huge Cuz Americans are too fickle and cynical and they don't yeah. give a crap. Sure. And just like big explosions. Yep. True. I don't see the problem. But those play well <laughs> overseas too. Yeah. Big explosions yeah. play well in the other in all languages, right? Yes. 
So, because um, an Optimus Prime, you don't have to sink his lips. Nope, you don't. You, know you know don't. I mean? No, you don't. Just his headlights. And he a Shia LaBeouf, you don't need to sink his lips either. He is not a robot. In fact, he sounds a lot more masculine in other languages than he does in English. Oh, bonsoir. Ha-ha. <laughs> so, uh, let's move <laughs> to television. Uh, did you watch Sherlock? Why are you looking at no, me? I, 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 love, I love talking about British television and acting like you've seen it. No, it actually hasn't come over to I Masterpiece s- yet, yeah. but it was broadcast in the uh, UK and through my mental is it, satellite. Is that the one with Robert Downey Jr. in it? No. It's, oh. it's was it on BBC updates. America? No, it has not yet been on BBC I've America. Seen it's gonna, far, where no. did I see it? See, uh, Masterpiece. Uh, so PBS has the rights to Sherlock. So season okay. two is broadcasting in the UK right now and will be hitting uh, America in May. I am saying now i got to look at the first episode of the second season, A Scandal in Belgravia, mm-hmm. which brings updates. In Belgravia. Is, nice. Which uh, updates Irene Adler. Nice. You want to watch this, Rick. I, I do. It's, okay. It was a fantastic two hours of television. I will make every attempt in my somewhat limited free time in the next week to uh, see it. Wait well, I love oh, that's right. Sherlock Holmes. I hate you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> So uh, anyway, uh, he like he's the one that like solves the mysteries. That's and stuff, right. right. And you caught up, like Scooby Doo. And you caught up with Tucker and Dale versus Evil, right? Which is now on I DVD. It did. I saw it on the Netflix. Uh huh. What'd you think? I uh, loved it. I think Tyler, what's his name? Tyler Levine. Levine. Yeah, is brilliant. Is it streaming or did you get the disc? Streaming. Okay. It was good. Finally, it was like new this weekend, I think, or something. All right, love that movie. I it was hilarious. hilarious. Alan Tudyk. Great. Uh, the blonde chick from 30 Rock was hilarious. Yeah, I wish I could remember her name. Terry, Carrie Matthews? No, I don't know. Who cares, really? I mean, you I know. care. No, she's, she's a person. The diva. All right. The, diva character. the secretary. The one, a Sari that every... Oh, yes. Yes, so she's yes, 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 yes. She I, it was just funny. a funny movie. I mean, for a premise that I thought was going to run out of steam within a half an hour, right. it kept being funny. Well, I think it's merely because Tyler Le- Laban, or what's his name? Labine. Labine? Okay. Is uh, just so darn charismatic. You just like watching him. Don't sell Alan Tudyk short. He's doggone funny in that, too. Sure, he's funny, Does Alan play with any dinosaurs or talk about leaves or anything? No. No? No. Talk about leaves? It's a Firefly reference. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got excited that uh, Napoleon Dynamite is coming to animation. Are you really excited about that? Yeah. Just, didn't you guys like Napoleon Dynamite? I thought it was yeah. funny. I just oh didn't my God. feel like I needed to revisit the world. That so. cartoon, like already in the trailers. The cartoon looks pretty awesome. I was cool. just like, this I haven't is seen I saw fun. a heater being interviewed on G4, and it was he, he was very it's, funny. The, it's pretty much the whole original yes, cast, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Are they, how long are they going to continue this? Well, I mean, as long as they, as long they, as they're not going to age out of the roles as long as it's animation. No, I know, but yeah. I just I thought that was kind of interesting that here are some actors that might want to go out and try to do other things, but they're just all, nah, I'll strap, I'll strap my well, wagon to the movies since then. The yeah, been, but, no, I know, but now. But he's really always been just variations on being well, Napoleon Dynamite. So. He's actually a cool guy. I mean, when you just watching him talk and, you know. No, uh, you don't uh, think so? Uh, no, 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 he's not. No, uh, he's actually pretty cool. Uh, no. I think if we no. put all four of us up up on the wall and asked a stranger to say which one's the coolest. Yeah. The one that they recognize from being a movie star, yes. After but me, after he'd probably get They wouldn't the even recognize him as a movie star. They'd say John, John Hamm's father. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. Go. Continue. Uh, and Justified is coming back, so your man Love it. Love that It'll show. Be justified for another year. It actually won an Emmy last year for one did. of the supporting characters. Yeah. 
Um, Raylan Givens, uh, played by Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> so dreamy. Wow. I know. <laughs> wow. Um, but no. I wanted, for the record, Rick did not alter Lon's voice on that one. That was auto-tuned. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, no, but honestly, like, with the drought of good dramas on TV lately, I'm really looking forward to sinking my teeth back into something like justified. that show. Yeah, Justified. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Good mo- it's a good, good uh, southern crime kind of drama, action drama. So, Are you watching Person of Interest? I do not. Yeah. Did you watch it? What's your take no, on it? Justin's been, been all over that one. You like it? Yes. What do you like about it? It's... The, the two He's not prepared char- to talk about There's this two stuff. main characters in it that are just... They're both dead to the world. The world thinks they're dead. Oh, okay. So... Like, literally. They think they're okay. dead. They're not actually dead. They're just oh, okay. officially we, we dead. We got that. We got that. Okay. Making sure Lon got that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't at first, but then I did. Okay. And one of them's a, as far as we can tell, ludicrously rich guy who created a machine for the government that reads everyone's emails, goes through everyone's phone conversations. It's Facebook. And and goes through all their Facebook and Twitter. Combined with President Obama's latest law. Yes. So this and is like real it, life then. Uh, yes, hold on. It pretty much is. And from that figures out who who terrorists are going to be. And then tells them who the terrorists are and what's going to happen. That's the machine for the government. That's the machine. However, what he didn't realize is that the machine was also going to tell him Every other planned crime that it can see. And so he had to have it distinguish terrorists, everything else, and delete everything else. So now he... But he has a back door into the machine that lets him get the social security number of someone involved in all these everything else so that he can do something about it. Interesting. I like that concept. And so he hires Jim Caviezel. Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> who's just like the prisoner he's ex basically secret ops just black ops badass and my favorite scene with him so far was he's interrogating one of the guys who was part of a kidnapping attempt, attempt in this he has him in the trunk of his car and he's been driving in circles opens the trunk which your father did to you when you were eight. Well, you, oh, the longest, was, longest it's taken me to break someone is 36 hours. You won't set any records. Closes the trunk. <laughs> and then later on he says, Okay, you can tell me what you know and you get a and you get this cheeseburger, or we go for another spin. Tells him what he knows, throws at him. Guy's tied up in the back of the trunk. How am I supposed to eat it? You figure it out. Closes the trunk. So, so keep, But uh, I think one of the things you left out you told me is that because they just have a social security number for someone involved. In, they yeah, don't know if it's the victim or, or the criminal. So they have to go yeah. into the situation and figure it out. So it, it is a unique does mystery. Yeah, kind of it's, thing. Most of the time it's a victim, but occasionally it's like, oh, this is the victim. This is the... That's the... Wow, what? <laughs> so, and are you looking so it's like burn notice then. Like, have have you seen the course for Alcatraz, which was one I thought you might Oh, yeah. Do? Um... That looks kind of JJ. I'm not too series. hopeful on any Fox drama now. Okay. Well, that, it's it's got some kind of sci-fi fantasy twist to it. Well, yes, because uh, it's the last group of prisoners in Alcatraz. Alcatraz disappeared. Unquote, disappeared. Right. They didn't really, you know. But and it, then they're coming back one at a time. They're or? coming one 
back one at a time until there's a special task force. But here's the problem with any drama historian. That's Hurley from uh, right. Alias is uh, not Alias from Lost. <laughs> so uh, they're going to get to they're going to it's a J.J. Abrams right. So they're going to do flashbacks and yes. flash forwards. Yes. And but so here's the problem with any drama on Fox. Fox makes all its money on American Idol, X Factor, So You Think You Can Dance, right. reality shows. So you're going to get preempted left and right. You're going to get moved around in the schedule. You're going to get dropped on a Monday or a Friday. You're, you know what I mean? You're going to lose viewership. But I think time shifting, I, you know, I, I think Fox... Especially Is Terra Nova coming back? Uh, I don't think they've made a decision on that yet, but, okay. but since they renewed I, we Fringe, should talk about turnover too. Since they re- renewed Fringe for another season, and that's a that's a show buried on Friday night, mm, yeah. okay. and they're committed to that. Good and, the, point. and the reality is that Fox seems to be getting it that people are watching these shows not when Fox finds it convenient to put it on. But when they find it convenient, it is time shifting. Except for the contest shows, people watch those shows. live because they want right. to vote, right. and they, or they want to take part in whatever right. their special and thing that, is. And that's so fine. they should yeah. move those around. Well, or they <laughs> should vote on which villain is going to appear on Alcatraz <laughs> next week. Yeah, there you go. There, there you, you go. go. Okay, so what did you you're say welcome, you JJ. Terra Nova. Terra Nova. S- well, last time we talked about it, I said it was kind of, I'm pretty sure I was saying it was kind of weak. Oh, and just, just before you start, Terra Nova is Latin for uh, new land. Okay, go new ahead. New Earth. Um, the, the, end of, at the end of the season, they, it, it just stories ramped up. They got really good. I'm looking forward to that show coming back, which means they won't. So once again, the Rick Breschneider, give it seven episodes before it we're done. It panned out. It happens. So, no yeah, wonder. It does work. Um, the other thing about it is they actually did write a nice if they don't close if they don't go down to the season they wrote a nice closing episode with just enough a hint to what could happen in the future seasons that you won't feel like you were totally burned by a cliffhanger or anything I if saw it doesn't that. come back I saw that so it was really good so he, we won't have Firefly again it ends with the guy going I got it saddles for the dinosaurs and then it just fades to black and I was like that's brilliant. Really? He was watching the Flintstones again. And somebody yelling yabba dabba doo in the background. Yeah, at the end, uh, Stephen, uh, what's the guy? Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang's all, yabba dabba doo. And then fade to black. Okay. Terra Nova. How about uh, Once Upon a Time? And uh, another one that I wasn't really looking forward to, but I heard so many people just gushing about it. And it's really good. It it really is a um, a nice little every Rip week off of fables. Every week there is a bit of backstory you, to Mom. it. There's a bit you can stay of another week. Uh, there's a bit of there's characters introduced that fit into the backstory. There's a twist on what the original fable mm-hmm. uh, was. <clears throat> I, fable. Uh, I threw that in for Lon. Um, and it's really for me. And the uh, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to catching all the way up and be and okay. watching this show. The um, the cast is great. They've got a they've got um, no. I like the cast. I, I mean, knowing who's in it, but not having watched the show yet. So I guess I got I guess I got to go back. Yeah, and uh, available on demand. ABC.com. Yeah. Okay. All the episodes. All the episodes on ABC.com. Yeah, but I don't think on demand. So, uh, but ABC.com. Hmm, maybe I'll. Them. Yeah. Go once upon. Maybe I'll go to Never Never Land and watch it. Hmm. Is that where yeah. it takes place? That, that, no, that actually, it takes place in the story bro- story Storybrook. Brook. Not like Fable Town at all. No. Um, <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Uh, and then American Horror Story was renewed for a second season. And Never I still seen watched it. the very end. Um, I'm still saying, I think, 
I think you have to at least watch the first episode, Lon. I really think you should give it a shot so that if nothing else, we can laugh about it. Where can I watch this first episode? I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if, it, don't know if it, it's, it's an FX show. Are they are they streaming on their own website? I haven't gone to see. Don't because know. they seem to be holding back on like even Hulu, and because like when they had Louie on FX, Hulu always had episodes of of Louie a month after, and so I'm thinking that FX must have had, if they haven't yet they're trying to work on a strategy to create a website to stream their shows because they've got some really good stuff. They do. They do no drama. Um, do they? TNT, no. They've got the shows though. They've got some good action shows. Uh, and American Horror Story is just so crazy that I couldn't look away. Not. It was entertainingly crazy. Not like Flash Gordon. Yeah. Um, it was. It's like and I, every time I think this show is so bad I can't watch any more of it. Then they do something that says, "Okay, I got to know what that was about. I got to hmm. know." And hmm. I'm trying to think if I wa- if I started to watch the first show of that. So it's in- yeah. I'm just going to say it's interesting. And the second season, what's crazy about it is in the second season, new location, new cast, no connection to the first season whatsoever. Not true. <laughs> what's the connection? I've heard the spoilers. I don't want to spoil it, though. All right. Okay. I'll tell you off there. <laughs> You're just going to spoil it by saying no. Yes, that's, that's fine. No! That's fine. So let's move to video games because we have Justin here because he spent all his vacation playing Skyrim. How many as, hours? As many of my friends have as well. Uh, yeah. I have friends that aren't you guys, okay? Yeah, do you? They live in Canada. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Right. I, I got it for Christmas, and I've now played 40 hours and 30 minutes of it. I really don't like that you can keep track of that. It, it, it keeps track. track of it for me. I know. I don't like that. I don't want to be reminded how much of my life I've wasted. I could have seen the sun. Yes. I could yeah. have played a sport. You could have. You wouldn't have. <laughs> Shut <Yeah>. up! <laughs> you play a sport. I could play a sport. You could play a sport in a play. I could. <laughs> hey, acting is not a sport. Wait, uh, he plays comedy sports. Ha ha! Which of us here, if you search his name, shows up in Sports Illustrated? Mm, oh, us here? Yeah, sitting at this table. Brett Schneider? No, it's oh. me. Oh. A couple of it's me. football players named Brett you Schneider. Can, you can look me up and I show up in the Sports Illustrated vault. Online or Online. actual wow. magazine? I was in the mag. I do have a, ma- a copy oh, of the magazine where I am mentioned. Okay. Wow. Yes, but not wow. for your sports. For comedy sports. Oh, there okay. You go. So shush. They're not Who's discussing your stats. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> and wait a minute. Oh wow, that gorge almost. <laughs> oh, oh. And who's on many a cell phone of lovely ladies all over the? <laughs> what? That was oh. you. Oh. oh. Talk about your so, psycho donut. Uh, tell us a little about Skyrim. So should I just start with the beginning of the story, or just just going just to tell us why the game, why we should buy the game? So, Where does it come from? So it's the original, na- the actual name of it is Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim. Okay, just called Skyrim. There was a game a few years back. You might have heard of it, Oblivion, which was Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion. Yes. Okay, so this I do is the follow up to that. Everyone, it's they're called the Elder Scrolls series, but everyone just calls them by whatever their second title is. Kind of like so, Game of Thrones. Well, kinda, Game of yeah. Thrones is totally screwed up, but yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so there was Morrowind, then there was Oblivion, now there's Skyrim. And I've been told that Skyrim is in, in the mythos like 200 years after Oblivion, so you don't... But it clearly didn't bother you. No, no. I, I, 
I didn't care. It's like, oh, that's an event. Okay. Here's this now. So you didn't need to play one through four? No. It, it's not a continuous story. And what Nowhere type near. of game is it? Uh, it's an RPG. RPG. But in this RPG, instead of... You choose your race, which you have multiple races in this. You have, like, the lizard people. I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. Shut okay. up. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> we have, like, the lizard guys. We have cat people. We have multiple types of elves. And most oh. and most of the rest of them are just basically plays on humans. You have okay. Nords who are basically right. like okay. Vikings. You have I'm not sure what Red Guards are supposed to be, but okay, we have, have a lot Imperials. of choices. Yeah. But the, how about the gameplay? The you game played forty is, hours, but yeah, we're just going. I like elves. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So the number of of quests in the game are just basically things to go I do. Since the next posting on Facebook for long, I like elves. <laughs> no. Just things to do is just insane. I've played forty hours. I've played about four of the main quest missions. Okay. And that's by choice of, oh, what's over here to explore? Oh, what's over here to explore? Oh, what's over here to explore? So you've really gotten lost in the environment. Yeah, it's it's less about getting lost in the environment. I can go back and do the main quest whenever I want. I just have chosen not to. But you can you have the freedom to yeah. explore the world. What's and that not called just again? Like open ended or open, open source? World. Open yeah. world. Okay. Kind of like uh, Grand Theft Auto. Nowhere near, <laughs> because it's. But Grand isn't that Auto a similar idea. premise? Well, it's idea. The same idea because it's you aren't similar. railed. Okay. A lot of uh, there's the, the idea of oh, a game being railed where you have to go down a certain path. Well, right. He was saying there's a main quest. Yeah, there's. You're exposed to quests. It's it's there's this obvious main storyline of the dragons are coming back. What the hell is going on? And then there's all this other stuff to go and explore. But how do you complete the game? You haven't done it yet, have you? <laughs> you haven't done it you, yet. You could probably play it for 200 hours and not, quote-unquote, complete there's the nothing, game. There's never anything in these games that comes up and says you're done, you're finished. Uh, I think there might. Mm. I think completing the main quest might, and I say that very strongly, might bring up the credit screen. I kind of doubt it. At the yeah. end of it, Stephen Lang pops up and says, yeah, but Dabba, Dabba, do. <laughs> Saddles uh, for dinosaurs. dinosaurs. For dragons. No, I'd, I'd love to see just... Oh, here's a mount. It's a dragon. What? And no. I know that there's a re- that there are references to Moorcock because my uh, my nephew... I was over at his house the other day it, it, my brother-in-law's and my nephew came out and said... Michael Moorcock. Michael Moorcock. The writer. British writer. I didn't say anything. I know. came in and asked us, who wields the ebony blade? Oh. The Black Knight. And uh, and then we said, and then apparently in the one, what do you say the one before was? Uh, more Oblivion. Oblivion. Oblivion, that there is a reference to Stormbringer. And uh, so he was uh, kind of, cool. well, that's cool. Well, so, so what I personally don't know about that, and I've done the quest where you get the Ebony Blade, so. Oh, so who wields the Ebony Blade? Justin. Justin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. So you're there. Enjoying, you go, Jason. You're That's the who game. wields the ebony blade. When you uh, you you mentioned some stuff about the differences in some of the tedious uh, stuff has been taken. So out. in in the past games, you had to choose the class that you were going to choose at the very beginning of the game before you really know anything about it, and then you're stuck with that. You level those things up to level up your character. You don't pick a class anymore. Okay, so you, you can... never pick a class. It's level up any skill. You're starting to gain experience like to level. Real life. Yeah. I'm lost. I don't. I don't and, know. But then there's also a fun thing when you when you level up, 
in previous RPGs, you level up, you increase your attributes, like you might increase your strength, your intelligence. All those are out the window. You don't have a strength, you don't have an intelligence, you don't have a wisdom, you just have your skill sets. And when you level up, you get a perk point, which you can invest in certain skills. Like, Mm -hmm. now certain spells, spells cost less, or... Now you deal more damage with oh, this type of okay. weapon. That makes sense. I've watched it's, I've watched him playing this, and so some of the things that are kind of interesting about it are your, it's the perspective that you have of yourself. So first you, person. In a lot of game, games like in Quake or in uh, Halo, you see your weapons your hand mm-hmm. in your hands. It's right. the same kind of thing in this. And so if you're you're a spellcaster, you see your hands glow or cast fire. Um, the you can go anywhere you want. You just head north and start running if you want. Yeah. But you, uh, you I know you are until a, you hit the ocean. You are a multi-platform family. Uh, so which platform is this? Uh, I have it for the Xbox. I believe it is also out for the PlayStation 3 and I know it's out for the for the uh, for the, computer, PC, the PC Windows. If you have a good PC, it's probably best to get it on the PC cuz I have heard tell that they're going to be releasing the developer the developer tools. So if you're into that sort of thing, Eventually, you'll be able to mod the game or get other people's mods of the game. There are increasing the different kinds of elves. Yes, oh, exactly. Oh That's it. You got it. I, I do. You have it. Oh, wait. I saw this. This is the one Chuck Norris is in, right? And he's all, Chuck Norris, allow this game. And then a dragon eats him. Yeah. Is that what it is? No. That's oh. uh, uh, Warcraft. Uh, okay. World of Warcraft. But you've been playing Gears of War, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, so... Justin, you're telling us we should buy Skyrim, which many people have, but it's good to know. Buy Skyrim if you have free time and don't mind not seeing your family, or the sun, or anything else. Yeah. Let, let's let me thank you it. for that moment of honesty. Let, and yeah, let, I won't let me be put it, it. Let me put it this way: how addictive it is. At my college, people were playing it during finals week. That's addictive. at school. That's just. Yeah, of course you go to a video game college, don't you? you Admittedly, don't, but you, you, you don't tell that to the parent who's paying your tuition. Unfortunately, I wasn't you just playing did. it. Uh, Guess who's riding home in circles in the trunk? Okay, therapy. there's your hamburger. All right, do you want to talk about Gears of War? Or you just oh no, there were just a couple of new releases. That they just released a, like a download a DLC uh, called Ram Shadow. Uh, and yeah. then they're also releasing another one. Are these are these uh, new scenarios? They're new? like new, I guess, campaigns, new. like smaller, shorter campaigns. But they also come with new gaming maps. Did you finish the campaign? I finished the campaign. Um, and then they also have a new campaign. I think it's called Phoenix Rising or Phoenix. Because Phoenix, uh, Phoenix is the main character. The main character, yeah. 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 Phoenix or Phoenix, yeah. But uh, F-E-N-I-X. yeah, so uh, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, for me, the game really has been more about the online modes and not so much the campaign modes. But like with you know, I'll almost check every shooter. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this is a third person, but I mean, uh, but still. But it's, it's one that it's one that was built for two people to play simultaneously. I mean, you can you, know, you can have friends jump in and play your wingman. Oh yeah, well I mean it's for most of the time if you play online it's a group of five. So yeah. but even in, in the campaign in the campaign. in the campaign you can go in multiple multiple people. Yeah, I guess. I've never even attempted yeah, it, that. Yeah. So. In in the campaign through all throughout all the games, you've all, there's always the extra guy who represents oh, right, whatever right, right. co op character whatever whoever right. might be playing co op with you. Gotcha. Yeah, no, he does okay. come with a pair, yeah. Okay. But well, uh, it's been, yeah, it's been, he's been addicted to Skyrim. I've been addicted to Gears of War. So, which uh, right. I have that game as well. Haven't opened it yet. Yeah. It's too, much Skyrim. Skyrim. too much Skyrim. Too much Skyrim. 
So, you know, if you, if you have too much Skyrim or or comments, <laughs> wow. compliments, commentary, criticism. There's no Skyrim-resistant penicillin. Excellent. Penicillin resistant. Write in to <laughs> editor at fanboyplanet.com. Uh, Notice I didn't make that joke. I know. Yeah, I okay. appreciate that. I really, really I didn't do. make it either. Thank you for 2012. <laughs> All So uh, I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. I'm Lon Skyrim Lopez. Justin Brett Schneider. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use, use your, your powers, powers only for time. good. You recorded that, didn't you? Recorded what? Exactly. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com.